Yeah! All right, a Friday night edition of Travis and Slee, the last nighttime edition of Travis and Slee. Before we move to Monday mornings, 9 o'clock, not Monday mornings. We will start on Monday morning, but we're going to be on Monday mornings, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Every day during the week, we're going to be talking about all the stuff that you want to talk about, live and local, starting Monday morning at 9 o'clock. Max Muncy just went deep for the Dodgers. They are tuning up the Miami Marlins 8 to nothing. It is on the second inning already. Max Muncy just with his eighth home run of the year and a good catch by a mom in center field. How about that? Way to go, mom. Nice grab. All right. Let's take some of these phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. We'll get into the Lakers and their seating, but what we've been talking about for a good portion of the night is Jerry West's response to what Jeannie Buss uh, said about her five most influential Lakers, her most important Lakers. Let's start in Venice with Robert. Robert, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Robert? Let's go to CJ in Riverside. Let's try that one this time. CJ, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, Trevor. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Fine. Um, if you watch, if you listen to that interview, Ginny never called Phil Jackson, um, Jalen Rose, or the or Jackson, or or, or or the other interviewer called Phil Jackson. Then Ginny just just followed suit and said, "Okay, yes, Phil Jackson." But she called um, LeBron, Kobe, Kareem. And and, and uh, magic. Mm-hmm. Then the last one, she, and it was like bungling. Then McBan said Phil Jackson. So she never came up with that name until they came up with that name. That's when she said, "Okay, Phil Jackson." If you go back and listen back, you will see what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, CJ, I think you're right, and, and I, I have listened to it, and I know what you mean. That She was prompted, in other words, right, that she had listed Kareem and Magic and Kobe and, and all of the other people that she had mentioned, and then they said, well, what about Phil Jackson? And she kind of said, yeah, sure, Phil Jackson. The, I, I hear what you're saying. I appreciate the phone call, CJ. Thank you very much. But he, here's the thing. I, I don't think it was done entirely without understanding what she was saying. Because Jerry West's place in the history of the NBA is pretty obvious, right? You don't have to be an NBA historian. You just have to kind of be kind of a quasi-basketball fan to know Jerry West. You know he's the logo. You know he was one of the great players of his generation. You know that he is the greatest sports executive of his era. You know these things to be true. You know that Jerry's sensitive. You know that there's history between Jerry West, Phil Jackson, and Jeannie Buss. So when she said that and left Jerry out, I think that it probably wasn't done to stick it to Jerry West, but I think it was probably done knowing that, yeah, Jerry probably won't like this. Or, or maybe it was just completely out of left field. She said, sure, Phil Jackson. I don't know. That's almost irrelevant to me. The part that is relevant is his response to it. Jerry West's response to it is so bizarre, right? That what, what the, the rule is that you only kind of shoot up right? That you only respond to things that are bigger than you. And Jeannie Buss is pretty darn big, but Jerry West's spot in this universe, Laker universe, couldn't be any more secure, right? It's a generational thing. If you are a Laker fan and you are, let's say, my dad's age, your favorite Laker is probably Jerry West. If you're a Laker fan who's roughly my age, your favorite Laker is Magic Johnson. If your favorite, if you are a little bit younger than me, 
your favorite Laker is probably Kobe Bryant, right? The, this is It's just a generational thing. No one's taken that away from him. Everybody knows that Jerry West put these things together. And his response to it, it was so emo. It was just so weird. This is what you would expect, right? The thing, thing if I said to you like this, let's back this up a little bit. If I said to you, hey, did you hear about that fight between those eighth grade girls where one girl didn't tag the other girl in her Instagram post, even though that they used to be besties and even though that they went on vacation together and then she left her out and then the other girl got on Instagram and said, well, if she doesn't think we're friends, that's fine. But all I know is that when we were together, all the hot guys used to hang out with us and all the hot guys now aren't going over there anymore until I went back in the first place. And if she thinks that that happened because it's just, then I guess I was just a good luck charm. That'd be ridiculous, right? That would be a ridiculous conversation. The reason that I was able to do that so well, I have a teenage girl in my house. Okay? The second part of that, that wasn't teenage girls. It was Jerry West. It's ridiculous. It is a ridiculous response. The response would be, hey, uh, Jerry, what did you think of Jeannie Buss leaving off the list? Yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess I wasn't at the front of her mind, but I, yeah, I feel pretty good about what I did with the Lakers. I, I I feel like if people are talking about the Lakers, they know they they know my resume. That's the response, right? Very very strange. Let's try another phone call here. Canoga Park and Bill. Bill, what's going on tonight? Hey, how you doing, my friend? Uh, yeah, I'll just check in on the uh, the Jerry Wesley. With all due respect to the logo, much love to the logo. Um, I think Jerry's a little off on this because I don't think. Jeannie was really uh, thinking about it. I think it was off the cuff because, my God, she didn't even name her own father. Right. Who I I would rank Dr. Bus number one, Jerry West number two, the Kobe, Magic, and Kareem. That's my personal favorites. Sure. Now, I'm a little older, but I still go for Kobe. But, yeah, I, don't, I truly don't believe she was trying to offend Jerry. Maybe she had a little nudge there for the Clippers. I, who knows? I can't read minds. But the fact that she didn't name her own father kind of shows me the whole picture of that. You know what yep. I mean? Um, I agree with you. So it is what it is. I just hope we can win out the next two games. Looks like the kids are having trouble in Houston. And, you know, let's not, let's not play to avoid anybody. Let's be the chaps and play out, take out all covers. Just hopefully we got the help to do it. And yeah, that's about man. it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, you got it. Appreciate the phone call. Um, Look, the, the seating in the West is interesting. I think that the, the only reason the seating matters this time is for one simple reason. The Lakers are not healthy. And anything that can buy you a little bit more time, I think, is valuable. If the Lakers were 100% healthy, and let, let, let's, let, let's talk about this scenario a little bit differently. Let's say that LeBron and Anthony Davis were both healthy two weeks ago. But because they had not played good basketball leading up to their return, they'd fallen into the play-in round, or they were in the sixth seed. And you're saying, yeah, they're in the sixth seed, their record's not great, but LeBron and AD look right. You say, I don't care. I don't play the Nuggets. Fine. You want to play the Clippers? I don't care. Utah, Phoenix, doesn't matter. Let's go. Let's get this thing started. Our best players are ready to go. It doesn't matter if we got to play one extra game in your building as for our building. The buildings aren't even full anyway. It doesn't matter. That's one thing. That's not what this is. LeBron is clearly not healthy. Okay? He didn't play for the better part of six weeks. Came back, played in a couple of games. Looked okay. Didn't look great. Didn't look terrible. Just looked okay. Didn't look like LeBron. Shuts it down again for another week and a half, and we're still counting. Might be two weeks by the time we see him. Anthony Davis came back and had some not-so-good games, some pretty good games. He didn't play again, right? He didn't play in the last game that they won. So he's not 100%. That's why I think that being in the playing round is actually a benefit under these circumstances because you want Phoenix. Phoenix is the most gettable of these teams. I know that they're the seventh seed or second seed, 
So what? You afraid of Chris Paul in the playoffs? Yeah, no, me neither. Great player, sure. Chris Paul's greatest playoff accomplishment is right. Is, uh-huh. What is it? Is it beating San Antonio in the first round five or six years ago? Okay, great, man. Great first round win. Okay? I know he got hurt against the Warriors a couple years ago. Whatever. He's not scary. Devin Booker's never been through this before. DeAndre Aiden, these guys, nice player. Number one pick a few years ago. He's going to be a good player in this league for a long time. He's not LeBron James. He's not Anthony Davis. He's none of these guys. Come on. So if they can get that matchup at first, get AD a little bit of time, get LeBron James a little bit of time, and just buy them. Because remember, that first round takes forever. It could take you know the better part of 10, 12 days if it plays out a certain way. 12 days for LeBron James at this point could be the difference between being LeBron and not being LeBron, right? 12 days could be the difference between AD looking like the guy we saw in the bubble who was just killing people or the AD that's on the ground 62 times a game. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. So I think that this matters for that. You know what else matters? The Dodgers seem to have found something, a whole bunch of things along the way. We'll get into that next. What changed for the Dodgers where they went from ice cold to red hot? That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Who doesn't want depressive and dark and violent and unpredictable? It's what makes for great TV shows. When is season four of Cobra Kai? I need that. You a Cobra Kai person, uh, Laura? I, I will dabble in it. It's yeah. not my go-to, but I'll dabble in it. You're younger than me, yes? Yes. Yes, so the, the, I think that show hits a very specific demographic that you have to be you have to be a child of the '80s to really appreciate that show because the movie itself was such an icon that if you weren't into the movie, all of the inside stuff is kind of lost on you. It's just a show about you know teenagers karate fighting in high school. <laughs> I, I mean, I love the movie. I was born in '88, so I was I was still an '80s baby. I still consider myself an yep. '80s baby, but I was '80s I grew baby, up but a '90s, 90s kid. kid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For yeah. sure. So we'll, we'll get old Daniel LaRusso back. Slee just sent me a picture. This is an update on what he's Uh-oh. doing. It's a, my night continues, and it's a picture with a bunch of glow sticks and a crowded bar. I, I don't know if he's actually there because I'm not seeing him with a whistle Google. and a, and a uh, ring pop in his mouth. Otherwise, I would. Google. Uh, you know that's my greatest nightmare, right, Laura? Really? Being out in a crowded club with pulsing music and drugs and all the the, the, ring, the ring pops and the whistles and the glow sticks, like that is the. If you said to me, "Where's the one place in the world you don't want to have to spend time?" It would be that. A rave, yeah. Yes, I'm, a I'm rave. Not, I'm not a big rave person, man. Like never see a club where I'm gonna go get down to like hip hop, bachata, reggaeton, like <laughs> reggae. I'm all for it. Like I'm there. But a rave, you yeah, not not my thing, know. man. I always hear that noise coming from the other side of the wall oh, where oh. our studio is. Boom, That's, boom, that, boom, boom. Whatever's boom, happening boom. over there is. Oh, the I conga's never, not that bad though. Eh, kind of loud. 
kind, kind of loud. Get on my long time of birthday. <laughs> Gabe Perkins has sent in a couple of tweets right here. Don't forget, you can send them to me as well, at Travis Rogers. Down 62 times a game. That's why you are the clear MVP. You, you guys ready for me to ruin Anthony Davis for all of you? You want me to do it? Because I can. Watch how many times he falls on the ground during a game. Just watch. You will be shocked. Shocked at how often he gets knocked down. And it's not like where, I'm trying to think who's a big, it's not where Giannis comes flying across the lane and smashes into him and sends him sprawling. I mean, there's he'd knock anybody over, right? He'd knock J.J. Watt over. He gets knocked down by guards a lot. Not once, or just I'm just telling, just watch the games and see what happens and we can go from there. Um, let's try another phone call here. This time, Orange County, down by me, John in Fullerton. What's up, amigo? Hey, amigo. I'm actually, I'm pretty sad. Uh-oh. My uh, my softball, Big West Titans, they lost two games, and so it's a winner-take-all for the Big West title. Since Against? the baseball team can't do anything, my softball team, that's what I'm who, hanging on. So, Who, who are the uh, Lady Titans playing? The Dirtbags. Oh, all right. That's a grudge match. Yeah. Yeah, a little Sopra, rivalry, Beckner, whatever. How's the but, knee? But, uh, yeah, I wanted to go back on a uh, – what was that? How's the knee? Yeah. Oh, it's good. I am uh, I actually could walk now as of yesterday. So, you know, I'm putting, getting ready. And waiting for uh, Chris to put on the tournament. I'll be there. <laughs> we're, we're, we've So, we, we just, just to throw this in there real quick, John, Chris and I have had some very preliminary discussions about throwing something together at some point this summer. I know Slee wants in on it, too. So, we're, we're going to come up with something for, for you and for everybody else. I really, really yeah. want to make that happen. Nice. Yeah, me and me, Mace will be perfect. Since you just started golfing, I've been golfing for, you know, a couple of years, but I suck. So, it will be a perfect matchup. <laughs> perfect. But I, I wanted to go back a, a couple of things. One, um, you know, Laura mentioned that Mexican moms, they, they don't play, but Mexican wives don't play either. I remember four years ago I was in bed, you know. Me and you have feelings. I, I've known you a long time, Travis. We have feelings. And mm-hmm. she looked at me and she said, do, don't you think you've gained, gained some weight? <laughs> that, that, hit, that hit really hard. And so after that, I, gained, I lost weight, but it worked. They don't play. <laughs> uh, well, she got what you wanted. The other thing, yeah, that's true. The other thing is, um, so how how are you going to plan Sunday taking two cars? That's going to be kind of brutal to the game, right? Because she was taking a separate car because they're going to be embarrassed when you, you know, shut down right field, all all you can eat pavilion. That's where you got your seats, right? <laughs> well, no, I'm not in the right field pavilion. I'm I'm down the left field line, kind of upper decky, because I was I was shade hunting. I'm not a, I'm not a big sit in the sun guy. It's an afternoon game, so I, I kind of went hate uh, shade hunting a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, my my avatar on Twitter is of you. That's, that's, <laughs> no, that's to know. not true. So just so everybody knows, there's a, uh, John Day Fullerton has an avatar of a morbidly obese gentleman shirtless in the stands at Anaheim Stadium. Oh, my God, that is, that's him? That is not me. No, that, that's who's on the phone. <laughs> yes, this this is who's on the phone, Laura. Yeah, yeah finally, I, I the one thing I really called about, and I wanted your take on it, and it really gets me upset is, you know, when we used to go to concerts, and now that the country's opening up again, we can go to concerts again, is that these bands, and so anyone that's listening that's in a band, that runs a band, stop doing encores. Like, I paid money to go to your concert to see you perform. I don't want to sit there and stand and clap for five minutes to get you to come back out. You know what? You know it's perfect. All you have to do is say, hey, I'm going to take a five-minute water break. We'll be back. We're going to play your favorite. Mm-hmm. Let us take a break. Um, let me. That will give me a chance to go pee, go buy another beer. Don't make me stand there like an idiot clapping 
asking you to play more songs. Just play the damn songs. That's a pretty good public service announcement right there. I think most people get together with you on that. Yeah, so that, that's my thing. Annika, my wife, gets really mad when I boo. When people are doing it, I tell them to sit down when we go to concerts. But everyone <laughs> needs to – we need to stand together and get together and tell bands not to do this because we pay good money to watch them perform. I'm not going to stand there and clap to have you perform more songs I already paid for. <laughs> Thank you, John. Appreciate the phone call. I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad the knee is coming along. See, here's the thing. Maybe, Laura, you and John can kind of collaborate on this because I, I, am I wrong by saying I think you were feeling his comments? No, no, I was feeling his comments until he said he booed. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> booing a little bit. But see, I'm not a huge concert guy. I've been, I've been in Ooh. one here or there, but it's not really my deal at Ooh. all Ooh. because there's a lot of people and it's loud and that's not really my jam. But, oh, my God, Trav. But, yeah, you know, I look, I, I like what I like. I like you going do, out. Okay. I like smaller groups, Laura. I'm more of okay. a boutique sort of guy. Okay. I want to go out with. You know, four or five people, maybe seven or eight, but that's about the most. If once we get, unless it's a sporting event, I don't need to be anywhere where there's more than a couple dozen people. Okay, okay. So you're not going to boo the encore guy? No, look, man, I've been into plenty of concerts. I've been very blessed, um, and I didn't have to pay for them, so even better, right? Um, When I used to work at music stations, they would just hook us up. I don't like the break. I hate the break. So I'm with John. Just play the damn song. Keep it trucking. Let's go. Because we're already hyped. You know what I mean? We're, we're ready. We're like, woo, we're lit. So just keep it going. Or if you really need to take the pee break, if you really need to take the water break, yo, we're going to come back. I mean, I know that it doesn't sit well with people, but I prefer that than have me standing, like John said, clapping. I'm not going to boo, though, because I have paid for some, and I kind of weird booing for something you paid for yeah you know? well here's what here's what you could do though while everybody else is cheering for the encore you could go to your car and leave and beat the traffic oh yeah i'm not doing that i mean do no, you no, really no. need one more song is that really yes. that important so okay quick quick thing when i went the last one of the last concerts i went to was cali bash here at staples center okay and my friend had to work he worked at the the radio station that you know was putting it together and he goes i need to go because it's a morning show i have to be there i'm like no 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 <laughs> I'm your ride. You're staying. He's like, I gave you the tickets. I was like, then Uber back. Okay. But, <laughs> and the thing was, he wanted to leave and Bad Bunny hadn't came out yet. Anuel hadn't came out yet. And then LeBron James came out on that concert. Oh, so wow. I would have missed all of that. And I'm like, see, this is why you stay till the end. Yeah. If you say Can't so. convince you. If you not, not really, not, not, not really. I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure that put it this way. If you said to me, Hey, LeBron came out at the end of the concert. I'd be like, Oh, that sucks. That I missed that. But you know, I've been home for 45 minutes already. Right. Oh. <laughs> that would, that, that would trump that Dodgers had an eight run lead eight to nothing. Clayton Kershaw just got roughed up a little bit along the way. It is now eight to four. He just got out eight to four going into the bottom of the third inning. So it feels like it's going to be one of those nights. Come back. We'll talk a little bit about what the Dodgers are doing, how they finally rediscovered their groove plus there's something that's going on about lebron james that i am sick and tired of hearing i'll tell you what it is it's next travis and slee 710 espn this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s a v e 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is there anything worse? <laughs> what do we, hold on a second. What do we got going here, Laura? What, what am I listening to? <laughs> LMFAO. I mean, we got to wake up. It's Friday. Some people are ready to party. I am. Yeah. I am. I don't know if I need this, but I am ready to uh, <laughs> to get the rest of the night started. Before oh, you, you want some red, red wine. I think I should have started with that. There you go. That does sound pretty good. And who, who's to say, since there is no Zoom call tonight, that I don't have a glass of red wine in front of me at this very moment? Maybe, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. You'll never know. Uh, so this is in response to Slee's text where he's at a rave. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Slee, are you a Diplo or Aoki guy? Also, how many Molly hits? Oh, I don't God. even know if Slee would know what any of those things mean. Because I don't, I, don't, so. I don't know what they mean other than the Molly part. And I think that I'm more plugged in than Slee, which is a bad look for Slee because I'm not very plugged in. <laughs> the other ones are DJs, by the way. <laughs> okay. Well, if, if you say so, I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um, so here's the deal with the Dodgers. And right now they're behind eight to four, end of three innings. But the fact that they have eight runs through three innings tells you all you need to know. What the Dodgers went through for two weeks was something that happens to everybody, something that happens to pretty good teams, but usually doesn't happen for that long. And that is where just everybody just kind of goes cold for a minute. And that's exactly what it was. Dodgers pitching was pretty good. Dodger relief pitching was okay. It wasn't catastrophically bad. That's not the reason that they were losing. The reason that they were losing was that they couldn't score. Right? Think about this for a second. Think about what I just said. The Dodgers couldn't score. A team that has Mookie Betts, who, if you know anything about baseball and you said list the five best players in the league, if Mookie Betts isn't on your list, you're not a baseball fan. They have him. They have Corey Seager, who is the World Series MVP, the National League Championship Series MVP, and a guy that is unquestionably one of the best players in baseball. If we you know, extend that list to top five, get it out to 12 or 15, Corey Seager's on it. Right, you've got Max Muncy who gets on base three times a game. You've got Chris Taylor who gives you good bat at, at bat after good at bat. You've got Justin Turner who's about as professional a hitter as you're going to find. Now they haven't had Cody Bellinger because he's been hurt most of the year, but you still are loaded up. Will Smith, World Series guy, proven in the clutch. They couldn't get a hit. They couldn't get the hit that would break a game open. They'd get a couple of guys on base, and then that was it. They wouldn't get anybody on base, and they'd get a home run. It'd be a solo home run. They just couldn't get that big hit. But all of a sudden, it started to happen in Anaheim on Saturday. We disappeared again for the Sunday game. But since then, on Tuesday against the Mariners, on Wednesday against the Mariners, off again last night, and then tonight against the Marlins, they're getting hits with guys on base. Clayton Kershaw just had an RBI hit. That's the difference, right? Those guys got going, and there is no rhyme or reason to it. You could say, oh, you know, well, extra BP, and they studied more film. Bull. Bull. That's not what happened. It's baseball, man. Sometimes you just don't get hits. And once a couple of your guys start going cold, everybody starts going cold. And once one of those guys starts to heat up, Muncie, all of a sudden everybody starts to heat up. Now Mookie's going. Now Seager's going. Muncie's as hot as anybody. Will Smith had a big hit tonight. That's how it goes. That's how quickly it turns. And that's what's going on with the Dodgers right now. All right. As for LeBron, I want to play something for you. This is key. Uh, talking on his show yesterday. Um, when the Lakers dropped the banner against the Rockets, championship banner number 17, LeBron went and addressed the fans, right? Took the mic, this is for you guys, et cetera, et cetera. 
Key was not quite feeling it. I'll let Key explain it, and I'll give you my thoughts. Here's Key on his show talking about LeBron addressing the crowd on Banner Night. It's just weird. I love him. He's a part of the organization. He's done wonders. But I'm not buying in like that. And I've never been, as much as I love LeBron, I've just never been like Laker, Laker, Laker. It's like, you cool, we rent you for now. <laughs> Right, right. That's kind of right, Jay. It's like he feels that way. It's like he feels that way. Well, no, but it's like he moved in. Like he's a transplant. Yeah, like they call him transplants. Like he feels like a transplant. Like you're renting our space right now. Like (laughs) we realize, and I say this, we realize that you're going to be gone soon. Like you're just here because you're doing a movie and you need a place to stay. (laughs) That's how I feel. Opposed to like an AD. AD, I feel like it's going to be there for ten years. Where LeBron's not going to be a Laker for ten. There's been other great Lakers that have come along. I wasn't like Lou. Alcindor, okay, mm-hmm. he was in Milwaukee one, okay, but he became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and then well, so he's ours. Remember, he also played well, at UCLA, so he already had the the LA. Yeah, it's, was a, already di- in it's just a weird background. feeling. So, Laura, you and I were talking a little bit during the break, and I have a feeling mm-hmm. that what Key just said speaks to you. Oh my God, does it speak to me? But Key is an LA guy, so he gets it. I mean, if he, look. I, I work with Sedano Alzi and Cap, and I've been very, very upfront that I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. I respect the man. I respect his game. If you're a ball fan, if you're a, if you're just genuinely an NBA, a basketball fan, you cannot give this man disrespect. I mean, he's amazing at what he does. That doesn't mean I have to like him. Mm. So I don't necessarily like LeBron. I respect LeBron's game. I just I agree with Key. He's not to me. I see LeBron. I see him in a Laker uniform. I just don't see a Laker. I don't. Me, okay, see so him. let me. I got two questions for you. Okay. And, and take me through it. Number one, what would he have to do to change your opinion? What would he have to do to make you go? You know what? LeBron is of L.A. He is a true Laker. He is mm. of this city. He's not just an interloper, a transplant, a renter. However you want to describe it. What would he have to do to change your mind? You know what, man? I don't know if there's anything he can do. I just feel like he hasn't embraced L.A. the way that a lot of other players have that have came to L.A. I just I feel like he's here, like he said, for his movie. Like, there is a purpose behind why he's in L.A. And it's not because he really embraced the city. And I know a lot of Laker fans feel like that. I just don't think for me, I don't I don't think he'll ever be a true Laker. I think that you are spot on there because I think a lot of Laker fans do feel like that. So here's here's the the last thing, and then I'm going to give you my response on all of this. Mm-hmm. If he's not a Laker, what is he? He's someone, like he said, renting some space right now. Okay, but when you think – close your eyes and you think of LeBron James's NBA career as a blank, what? Heat? Heat. Mm-hmm. Miami. You think of him as a member of the Heat? Mm-hmm. He was only there four years. He's going to be in L.A. a lot longer than he was in Miami. Yeah, but no, I just, I, I don't know, man. I'm And look, LZ calls me out on this. He's like, maybe it's because you're a huge Kobe fan. And I am huge Kobe fan. And maybe that does play in there. But I just don't, I, as much as I respect him, and like I said, I, you cannot not give him his respect. Yeah. I just can't, I don't know. It's I, not okay, a thing for so- me. It's an interesting response because I think that yours is more nuanced and and more articulated than I think most. Because what you said I think is important that you respect him. He's just not your guy. Yeah, I get that. That that that's fine. I get it. We all have our guys, and that once you have a guy, no one else can really replace that guy. Mm-hmm. But here here's here's why I get so frustrated when I hear people talking about Co- or excuse me, LeBron not being a real Laker. 
He came here. He won a championship. He, I don't want to say he recruited Anthony Davis, but because he was here is the reason Anthony Davis was here. They've won a championship already. They're very likely to be in the mix for more. Whether that means this year or next year or beyond, we'll see. But this was not a, hey, I'm going to drop in like Carl Malone, try to grab one, and then I'm going to bounce, and you're never going to hear from me again. It's not that. He has done incredible work with this team, and I don't know what anybody else wants from him. I, I get it. He's not of here. He wasn't drafted by the Lakers. He didn't come here as a teenager the way that Kobe Bryant did. He didn't come here early in his career the way that Shaquille O'Neal did or the way that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did. I get those things. But he did come here. He's going to spend more time here than anywhere other than Cleveland because he had two different runs in Cleveland. And I don't quite understand why people are keeping him in an arm's length except for these two reasons. Number one is what you said, and that is it's a Kobe thing. Right, it's mm-hmm. a, that people that love Kobe cannot get past the fact, and I'm, I'm just going to say it, and I know people are going to hate it, but I'm going to say it. LeBron James is a better basketball player than Kobe. Full stop. Ooh, he is. That if you ask anybody that isn't a Laker fan, it's a it's a no brainer. He's a better player. Doesn't mean Kobe isn't awesome. That's the part that people have a hard time with. Saying that LeBron, the people that are better than LeBron James at basketball list somewhere between zero, one, or two. The only two potential names you can say that are better basketball players than LeBron James are either Michael Jordan or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Those are the two names you say, okay, that's fine. It's not an unreasonable take. Mm-hmm. But LeBron James is going to finish with the most points ever. He's going to be top 10 in assists as a forward. He rebounds the ball. He passes. He does everything. He's going to go to the finals at least 10 times because that's how many times he's been already. Probably more than that. He has already won four titles and counting. There, there really isn't, other than I like Kobe more, which is a perfectly fine response, but it doesn't mean he's a better player. Well, he's more clutch. Is he? Is he? According to who? Your memory? To me. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. So that that's the part of it. And the other part is the MJ thing. There's a whole, there, the Kobe people are here in L.A., and then you have the people that are NBA fans across the country mm-hmm. that are threatened by exactly what I just said, but the threat is to Mike. And, and if you think that Michael's better than Kobe, you might not be wrong. But if I think that, that or I should say uh, LeBron, but if I think LeBron is better than Michael, I don't think I'm wrong. Well, 6-0. and oh. Okay, so you're telling me that losing in the first or second or third round is better than losing in the fourth round? Michael was 6-0, and oh, and that's extraordinary and hard to believe that anybody was able to do that. But LeBron has four of these things, which is pretty close to six, and went six other times. And of the six times that he's lost, the times that he's been favored to win those was once. So in the ones that he didn't get, he had one fumble against Dallas. The other ones, he wasn't going to win those series. So what are we holding this against him for? I just that LeBron is occupying this space that I think is really unique because he's kind of, and, and the reason I ask you this, Laura, is who do you think of is, I think it depends on who you ask and where you ask him. I think that LeBron's, LeBron's got a little bit of Alex Rodriguez in him in this regard. Do Yankee fans love A-Rod? No, not really. Do Mariner fans love A-Rod? No, not really. They got the first part of it. It's kind of exciting. He was new. We, we did, but, yeah, no, he kind of left early. Do Ranger fans? Of course not. No. Doesn't really belong to anybody. So who does, you know, LeBron is from Ohio, came in through with Cleveland, won a championship for Cleveland there first. So I think the people at Cleveland probably think of him as theirs, but for the rest of us, you think of Magic, Laker, Kobe, Laker, Michael, Bull, Kareem, Laker. 
You know, they're, they're Larry Bird, Celtics. You just think of guys that identify. LeBron doesn't really have that. It depends on where you go. In mm-hmm. Miami, Heat. Cleveland, course. Here in L.A., some people yes, some people no. He just occupies a really weird spot in our collective conscious that's pretty unique. I don't think that anybody else other than Alex Rodriguez has really filled into that, that, uh, that category. All right. We are to the end of the line. We got one more to go. Just because Slee's not here doesn't mean that we're not going to do it next. Of course, I'm talking about the dump. That's coming up. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. All right, Dodgers leading 8-4, to four, bottom of the fourth inning. Corey Seager with another hit just a couple of minutes ago. But it is the dump, and it's time to go through a whole bunch of stuff we didn't get to. How about this? Today is National Biscuit Day, right? Ooh. Are you a biscuit person, Laura? Oh, my God. Biscuits and gravy is my jam. Uh, what? Boy. So, oh. here's the thing. Okay. They're not terrible. They're fine. I don't. They're. They're not. I'm not saying they're gross, and I don't want to eat them. Okay. But again, this kind of falls into my tamale category. Oh hell. They're. They're too <laughs> doughy. They're too bready. There's not enough substance to them. It's just this big brick of kind of salty, bland stuff that has to be covered with other things to be palatable. I think. Okay. Here's the thing with both. Okay, Trav. You have to know where to get them. I've heard this before. Okay, so biscuits, you can't just buy them anywhere. You can't just go to any restaurant and get biscuits and be like, ooh, they're so good. And tamales, you just got to try my mom's tamales. That's all I'm saying. Well, look, I'm willing to try again. You bring me some tamales, I'll certainly eat them. But I've been through the South. I've lived in Texas. I've been Mm -hmm. where people have sworn to me, this is the best biscuit. I mean, it sounds like a big ball of Crisco that's covered in butter. (laughs) It's not, no, I'm hard out. So that's uh, not a biscuit guy. All right, how about this? It was today in 1998 that the series finale of Seinfeld aired, and by many accounts, it is the worst series finale ever. I don't think that – are you a Seinfeld person, Laura? I'm not. Okay, I am. I I still watch it pretty regularly. It's kind of like a a little lullaby for me. When I go to bed, I'll flip (laughs) on a a rerun, and I fall asleep in five minutes because I've had this conversation with my wife. This is – this will happen, what is it now, 8.47? Mm-hmm. Let's call it yeah, maybe 11.47 tonight, right? I'll yeah. go upstairs, turn on the TV. Um, You've seen this one. Yeah, I know. I've seen them all. It's been off the air for 30 years. <laughs> well, why are you watching it? Because I know what's about to happen, so my brain turns off. I don't have to really pay attention. I can just kind of follow along with the line, and I fall asleep in 30 seconds. I love it. Absolutely love that part of it. That finale was not good. Anybody that tells you otherwise is pretending to lie to you. Mm. But it wasn't as bad as everybody thought. 
Okay, what they tried to do, what made that show so good, other than the fact that you had some incredibly talented people involved in it, writing it and acting it and producing it and all that stuff, that they had all of these wonderful ancillary characters, whether it was the Soup Nazi or Banya or the Yada Yada or Uncle Leo or the parent George's parents, uh, you know, Estelle and Frank. That those were the people that made the show really sing. So they tried to get as many of those people back, and it was a disaster, and it didn't work. But one of the great series of all time. I cannot believe that show has been off the air. What would that make? That'd be 20, 23 years, Laura. Oh my God, I'm 32. That's a long time. <laughs> I remember talking <laughs> about the series finale as a professional worker. You know, uh-huh. I was a working man when it happened. That I'm still doing this is, uh, I guess, good and a little depressing at the same time. Crazy. Speaking of sitcoms, you can buy a Friends experience in New York where you basically spend the night on the set of that TV show Friends and, you know, relive Chandler and Joey and whoever else was on that show. Are you a Friends person? So I got into Friends late. I was never, like, an initial Friends. So I got into it late, but I don't think I would pay for that. I mean, if I want to have a little tiny crappy apartment i'll just go somewhere in la <laughs> well that was the thing that apartment was the nicest apartment yeah, in the was. history of new york city it's true but no yeah. I'm, I'm good i've been on set so not that great okay so here's my yeah. question to you Let, let's pretend it's not a set but an actual place if you could go anywhere in television history and spend a day or two where would you go Ooh. again it's a real place not a set but it's a real thing like you could actually go to the brady bunch house if you wanted to and live in there or go to gilligan's island and not just some soundstage in hollywood but go to a trop where would you like to oh go? oh my god that's such a good question ah i have an answer okay go. yeah I, that's hard for me i want to go to cheers oh that's good i i want to go hang out in that bar shoot a little pool have a few beers, walk up the stairs, go have a bite to eat, walk back down, have a few more beers. I think I'd fit in pretty well in that Cheers bar. Oh, that, that's a good one. I, I Okay, I would probably do um, – I love Sex in the City. Okay. So, like, Carrie's nice apartment when, you know, she was with Big or – I mean, I guess that's the movie, but down that apartment was nice. <laughs> that's so, not a bad answer you know i love i love new york so anything beautiful like that i don't know friends just wouldn't do it for me but i think sex in the city would all right how about this one um shake shack is at dodger stadium instead of in and out because in and out doesn't roll like that do, do you think we'll ever get to a point where we get to see because in and out basically is you know no we're good we're just going to do what we do we're going to sell you the best cheeseburger you can find at mm-hmm. a really good price we're going to get you through that line the restaurant's going to be spotless you're going to get it exactly the way that you ordered it and you're going to come back again in a couple of more weeks they just do what they do over and over and over again would you like to see them drop into dodger stadium or anywhere else you know what at first I was really upset and I said why is my in and out not at Dodger Stadium but when I read that story it just made sense so no I don't because like you said you know what you get and then it's the quality control that would drop and the prices are gonna go up no nah, man I'm good yeah I Mm-mm. you know if I want in and out I can go to in and out I don't need to have it at Dodger Stadium right I'm gonna do no. dog I'll do some nachos I'll do a Kula coup or a frozen malt all the all the classics I I don't need I don't need something I can get outside of the ballpark in the ballpark I want ballpark stuff yeah exactly I can go I mean hum, I I grew up where in and out was you know created so I'm good I'll just go down so there. are you a are you a ballpark sushi person oh hell no 
<laughs> Who is? Is it sleep? I don't know. <laughs> I've always wondered. Like sometimes you'll be like sushi. And like yeah, I don't know, man. No. I don't know. I know that it's California, and I know we're near the ocean, and I know that there's Hell a lot no. of great sushi restaurants. But at the ballpark, I don't know, man. There's just that some things like you idea. don't do at the ballpark, and sushi is one. <laughs> I mean, that's a staple. Sushi, you don't do at the ballpark. What's wrong Ooh, with Oh, I got people? a question for you on Twitter, Laura. You ready for this? Okay, go for it. This is from Vinny and SoCal, and it says, Trav, please ask Laura which one of her dad's friends you remind her of. Ooh. My do I remind you of any of her dad's friends? You actually remind me a little bit of my dad. My dad, oh, my dad is, <laughs> no, 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 in the sense that my dad is super chill He's he's the type of guy that just wants to have fun. He talks to everybody. Everybody likes him. So you have that personality. I'll take that. Take that. Mm-hmm. All right. That's not too bad. Uh, John in Fuller says, I don't know, Trav. I think the Dodgers have been doing triple drills. That's the difference. Yeah. Key, Key was always trying to tell me that the Dodgers needed to do some triple drills. It's, I don't know if Key understands this. I think he does. It's kind of hard to get a triple. It's not just that you get to second base and you forget that you need to make another left turn and get to third base. It's not the, that's not the hard part. The hard part is putting the ball in a place in the field where they can't get to it in the first place. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers are going to figure things out. They they look really good tonight. Kershaw's getting knocked around a little. Still 8-4 to four in the fifth inning. Um, I got to tell you, Laura, I am so excited for what's coming up on Monday. I'm I am happy for so you guys amazingly excited. I know Slee is too. I know he ditched me tonight to go do whatever it is he's doing, glow sticks and whistles and blow pops and whatnot. But coming up on Monday, here's the deal. I obviously want everybody that can to listen to the show, but in particular the people that have participated in this show, I would love for you guys to make sure that you continue to participate in that show because I'm sure you've heard the promo, but that's why Slee and I like doing this as much as we do mm-hmm. because we get to talk to you guys because you guys add so much amazing content to these shows. Please continue to do it. Please check us out on uh, Monday morning at nine o'clock. And I think we'll start on Monday morning at nine, like exactly what Slee did on. He, he's he, You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what he's doing right now. I think I finally figured it out. We got about a minute and a half yeah, to go here. I Laura, think I figured I, it out. So you go first. Okay. He's at home doing nothing. Oh, Okay. <laughs> he's in because he's got to do the Laker game tomorrow morning. He's got a Laker pregame show in less than 12 hours from right now. That's true. And, I, and Slee's pretty buttoned up. He's not going to be that guy that's out burning the midnight oil and rolling in on fumes to go do Laker talk. He, that's not how he's going to roll. No. but what, what do you got? I think – so you guys talked about baths yesterday. So I legit think he is somewhere <laughs> with some candles – and some slow reggae music and sipping on some Sincora tequila, taking a bath. That's very disturbing. <laughs> That's like, silly, like, I don't, I, just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm trying to think the last time I took a bath. And the fact that I can't remember it leads me to believe I was probably like an infant yeah. with my mother. <laughs> You know, like my mom saying, all right, Trav, it's time to get in the bed. But mom, I, I want to stay up and watch the $6 million man. I, do, I don't want to go to bed right now. I want to watch Three's Company. I don't want to go to bed right now. What do you mean I have to take a bath? That's what it feels like. All right, Laura, thank you so much for hanging out tonight. I know that you've had a, a long day. I know that you've got a quick turnaround tomorrow. Do not forget, Monday morning, 9 o'clock, live and local, me and Slee talking about everything that happened this weekend, everything that's going to happen this week. We'll know where the Lakers are going in the playoffs. We will see you then.